Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, you look to Hoop Street Blog Talk Radio Show. I'm your host, Mr. G.L. Harden, and I thank you all for tuning in. Uh, we have a wonderful show scheduled uh, for you on this Sunday afternoon. It's been a while since we've been, been on, but uh, we're glad to be back and um, sharing some uh, wonderful insights uh, with you all. And um, this show is simply titled, Why I Quit on God. And um, before I get into that, we're going to be talking about a few of the things uh, that have been tra- transpiring uh, early uh, in the week and throughout the week uh, that um, uh, that really has been uh, meeting the headline news. Again, thank you for tuning in uh, to this broadcast, and um, we're going to just dive right into it. So. As you may or may not know, uh, the president, uh, Donald Trump, has been uh, in Italy uh, this past week at the G7 summit, and um, he has really, really been making a, a spectacle, a spectacle of himself, uh, so to speak, and really alienating a lot of the other uh, countries, neighboring countries, and our allies. Um, he went and told the, the uh, summit. And um, that they needed to, they needed to pay more money into the defense fund, and then of course I think on Tuesday or Wednesday is when they were preparing to take a photo of all the all the leaders and uh, Donald Trump again he shoves another leader of his country out of the way, um, all caught on 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 TV of course, and then also the scene with his wife. Melania Trump uh, shoving his hand away as he tried to hold her hand. And now, now his, his, his uh, son-in-law, I forgot his first name, Kushner, uh, has some issues going on uh, dealing with Russia. So with uh, that alone, we know that we are really uh, in a dismal state, if you will. We don't know the future of America uh, uh, at this time. We really don't. And um, they're even talking about uh, the collapse of the dollar uh, that's on the horizon. And many people have said that's why they put Donald Trump in the White House, because he uh, is such a, such a uh, character uh, 
uh, that that he will he would he, he would surely warn divine nation, but also he will distract the nation from what the global elite have been trying to do uh, for almost 40 years. And um, they tried it in 2007 with a failed attempt, and they're back at it again uh, seven years later, uh, trying to, 10 years later, uh, trying to do it, but even worse. And even the guru, um, uh, Tony Robbins, uh, he predicted a few days ago that there, there would be a, a fall uh, of the dollar and a recession that would be worse than what we had in 2007 and 2008. And now you have issues with food uh, contaminations and water contaminations and the privatization of water uh, that they're also trying to do. So you can see on all sides they're trying to, uh, and I'm talking about the global elites along along with the uh, idiots that call themselves Democrats and Republicans because they're, they're so naive, so amazing that folks say, oh, I don't believe in God. I don't think there's a God. But they damn sure believe in, in their politicians. Think about that. You don't believe in a God, but you will believe in a believe in a man that will tell you anything he, you want to hear just to get what he wants. Sounds like a no good man to me. So here there's a Republican a yelling smaller government. And while the global elites again are preparing for World War Three. Globally people. Don't you ever get it twisted. Don't think Russia is our enemy. China is our enemy. This is a global attempt to move and usher in martial law. They've already, they've already got a military that's already over here, over our military. They already got police to police our police. This is not a game. This is not a game. And, 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 and white folks, our white brothers and sisters, those days of being naive and, and having cognitive, cognitive dissonance, those days are over. Because so they're gunning for you too. Oh, yeah, they've been using the race thing for hundreds of years. But the ultimate goal is to have total control over everybody. Everybody. Our millennials, God bless them. Not all of them, but most of us, they don't even know what's ahead of them. They have no clue of, of, of what's about to happen because they only live for the moment. And anything that's beyond 10 years to them, they feel they don't have to know. And I don't blame them. I blame these new age parents with all the Oprah mindsets and all that. Well, let, let, let them express themselves. Let them do what they want. Kids need guidance. They need, they need directions. They need rules. You don't want to give them to you, to them. But yet, again, you allow a government to give them to them. So amazing, man. I mean, you, you, you got this thing all twisted, man. <laughs> no God, but I believe in my, my, my politician. No rules, but I got to obey the law or go to jail. You got this thing all twisted, man. And what's missing in this whole scenario, people, is quite simple. God. 
Yet many religions have failed our youth. Why? For the love of power, prestige, and money. And therefore, God is just a figurine placed on a mantle just for decorations. And which leads me again to the title of why I quit on God. And no, it's not what you think. However, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Listen much more when we come back from a brief break after these messages. Back in a moment. Central Atlanta, Georgia area features professional hair care, skin care, and beauty supply products for all occasions. Located on the corner of Alpharetta Highway and Oakland Bridge Road, PDNK provides hair care services for braiding, sewing, corn roll, and much, much more. Call today and make an appointment or stop by and see us. One people, one community. PDNK Beauty Supplies, designed with you in mind. Family owned and operated, sky driven. Thank you. <laughs> Sean Mitchell, song that he titled Joy. And I love what he says. He says, There's beauty uh, in my brokenness. The powerful, powerful song. And I wanted to, want you guys to hear just a, just a snippet of that song because it, it, it talks about what's going on today. But still, and all in all, there's beauty in our brokenness. I saw this story, a uh, wonderful story. Uh, dealing with um, um, the plight of uh, African Americans and black banks and the fact that we don't really um, put our dollars uh, where our mouth is as far as committing to to black banks. And the reason being, again, is because um, when you go – to try to open a business of, of some kind. I'm talking to people of color. And you don't own a home. Hell, you don't own anything, and you, you know, but a car maybe, if that. And you have a great business plan, A1 credit. Uh, when you enter one of these white banks, regardless of what you you might have an 800 credit score. Uh, by the time they get done with you, they're going to break you down so low because of the fact that, one, you're not going to get the loan. Two, they're going to look you in your eye and tell you, you don't even qualify. 
And I just said to you, your credit score was 800. Great credit history. And yet all the while, with all these things I open up with talking about, and I'm going to talk about some things that's going on in Baltimore as well as in, in, um, in D.C., in that area, Chicago as well, of how they're moving people out of those neighborhoods. And they, they used to move you out to one place to another. They done got so gangster, they just moving you out. They don't give a damn where you go. But you got to get the hell up out of here. And yet all the while, we're spending, I, I see these young ladies all on social media. And they, they, you know, they're, they're in California, Miami, Atlanta, and I'm looking at these, these sisters. And everything that they got from their hair to their feet is foreign. Foreign hair, foreign makeup, foreign clothing, foreign shoes, foreign purses, and foreign accessories. Nothing black on. And, and, and that's the way we, 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 uh, we give uh, to these uh, Europeans and other uh, wealthy people who really don't give a damn about you. And, and many of them have come out, came out and, and um, uh, Tommy Hilfiger and, uh, and said that they don't, you know, that they don't make their clothes, even Victoria's Secret. They don't make their clothes for you or your underwear. It's the white folks. Tommy Hilfiger and uh, what's the other guy? Uh, 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 Timberland. That guy came out. Years later, after he's made billions of dollars on a freaking work boot. Timberlands are simply a work boot, man, <laughs> that black folks have made into a style, particularly rappers. Timberlands. And he, he ain't never used Jay-Z or nobody to do a commercial bike shoe because nowhere they don't need to. Black folks, you are a walking billboard. They don't even have to cater to you. Polo, all of them. So a lot of the things that, that, that we're about to face, man, you're bringing it on yourself. You're bringing it on yourself because you, you're not putting anything back into those communities. You're not buying black. People are opening up uh, uh, stores and businesses all throughout the communities, black businesses. They go in there. It, it don't look professional. It don't. Let me tell you something. You go from New York City to Atlanta, Georgia, California. Some Indians and Arabs and, and, and uh, 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 whatever Asians and whatnot and Jews come to our neighborhood in those old bodegos or, or those little convenience stores. They ragged as hell, and you know they are. The whole freaking window is filled up with, with either Playboy or cigarettes or beer. To me, it's a trunk. It's a trunk, like pigs. Because all they primarily sell is smut, crack pipes, smut magazines, cigarettes, wine, beer, and them gambling uh, machines they got in there. The trunk. What do you do to a pig? A pig will eat anything. You just take the slop and throw it in the trough. You don't care what it is. And we have been led for decades into these 
stores like pigs to a trough, eating their garbage. Even the food be bad, outdated, old. Because you don't come for the food. You come for the mess. That's why I played that song by Vashon Mitchell, and he says, there's beauty in my brokenness. People, we are broken, confused, and lost. And what's missing in this whole thing is God. Well, we got so conscious now and spiritual minded. We don't need God. I'm a God. I create my own destiny. But yet you're still going, going uh, uh, uptown, shopping to the white sports bars with your Timberlands, your polo shirt on, but you a God. God is a d- divine being. How dare you even... Consider yourself being a God when you're living like a pig in a trough. That's what they created in these communities with the drugs and all that and the guns. It's a trough, a trough, whatever one calls it. And we're the pigs. And what do you eventually do to a pig? You fatten him up to do what? To kill it. Slaughter. And just like what's happening with these young brothers who are missing with body parts, what do they do to you? Pig feet, ham. Pork chops, pigtails, body parts. If, if I come to say, if we don't wake up, man, soon and begin to galvanize in these communities, get organized, start a meeting at somebody's house. Don't don't, don't go to the library. Somebody's house. If, if it's only for you right now, fine, but get it started. Begin growing your own foods, find, finding out how you can buy land, property. Preferably something with, with clean water. But it's going to come a time when you depending on the government to feed you, the Walmarts and the Kroger's and all those publics and stores, they're going to be gone, brother, in society or community. And you'll be left to slaughter. So amazing. So I'm gonna play this insert by the ideal sister Angela Rye, and they did a they did a, um, a lecture, uh, I think last month, uh, that she was a part of at the National Urban Leagues, and it was talking about the state of Black America, uh, just actually just a few days ago, and she was primarily talking about Black banks, and um, let's, let's see what the sister say had to say. Uh, ideal sister again, Angela Rye. Thanks, 
Again, that's our dear sister, um, Angela Rye, uh, at that National Urban League uh, uh, convention they had not too long ago. And and I tell you, man, this thing is, you know, a lot of people, uh, shout out to Boyce Watkins, and, and a lot of other people are really trying to get um, um, black folks to really to um, participate in some form some form of um, investing in themselves, their families, and their future. Uh, I went to a convention not so long ago that um, at this convention, um, they showed, they actually showed the movie uh, Black Friday. Wonderful, uh, wonderful um, movie if you had not seen it yet, uh, Black Friday. And um, at the end of the, at the, end of the, um, of the lecture, they talked about uh, how uh, we as the people can begin to uh, galvanize and, and really create black wealth. And 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 many of the constituents in, in the panel uh, was talking about buying black and, and understanding that your dollar, your, your, your dollar is so important. I cannot emphasize that enough to you. You, you, you got to stop taking the thing like your dollar, I mean, it's so amazing. Black folks can almost, I think, uh, $3.5 billion on liquor, damn near four billion on on, on on cell phones a year, a year. Three billion on sneakers, a year. Nearly five to six billion billion on hair and hair care products, a year. And between. Let me get it right. Between uh, November, Thanksgiving, and New Year's Eve, black folks spend roughly forty to sixty billion dollars in a six-week span. Why do white folks have this here? Good God Almighty! What a what a great year it is. And then you go back, come January, looking look at each other, looking crazy as hell in your new Timberlands, your new phones. Or oh yeah, and two and a half billion dollars a year on games, Xbox and stuff. So amazing, man. Truly amazing. I think eleven billion on, on, on going to, going to the movies. We gotta change this thing, man. We really do. This one of the article I read, man, real quick. This article I read uh, in the Greater Washington, Greater Greater Washington, uh, talks about. It talks about. Um, a 25-year resident of our district. It Canada talks about. Fulton County's budget without raising taxes. As Secretary of State, Canada fought voter fraud. Karen Handel, a proven fighter for Georgia. Hello, Jasper. I'm trying to figure out where the heck that's coming from. But uh, even so, it's coming from the greater, greater Washington, and it talks about we're already in jail, evictions and private policing at Brooklyn Manor. This article, again, was written a few days ago, and um, you're talking about the Brooklyn Manor. It's a series that they're doing 
about the Brooklyn Manor in D.C. It's a controversial development project just east of Rhode Island Metro Station that epitomizes the complex dynamics of building housing, especially affordable housing in D.C. And some tenants at Brooklyn Manor, state management, and the former security company mistreated them and that the owner who wants to develop the property is trying to push them out. And this post takes a look at those allegations. And, and a, a recap of that uh, is that um, Brooklyn Manor is a 20-acre apartment complex just north of Rhode Island Metro Station. And the owner of the site, Mid-City Financial Corporation, has plans to redevelop it. Most of the current tenants are low income and receive government rental assistance of some sort. And there are questions about how much affordable housing the new project will have. A government contract that, were, that will expire later uh, this year uh, stipulates that the 373 uh, Brooklyn Manor 521 available apartments must be rented to low income tenants. And the remaining roughly 150 apartments have low market rate rents, which has allow, allowed people who hold government housing vouchers, meaning they also don't make very much money to live at Brooklyn Manor for decades. And this city says that those apartments don't count as affordable housing. <clears throat> so basically what they're trying to do, people, is they're trying to, the owner, uh, they're trying to get these people out of there uh, to re redevelop that until, and, and, until these uh, condos and, and, and high-rises uh, for the millennials. Uh, the Asians and the white ones primarily, uh, Arabs, but, but uh, maybe one or two black folks, but that's about it. But, but they're doing this all over, man. They're, they're, they're doing it in, in Atlanta, D.C., Baltimore, Chicago, Miami. They're in San Francisco. They're moving them out, man. And, and, and what they're understanding, again, no disrespect to, to our young people. What these old Little thoughts know is this: you, young folks, uh, they don't, they don't really care. <laughs> you know, they don't really, they don't really care what happened before, what happened in the past, because they live so much in, in the now. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to group people in a huge area, because once they start ma uh, uh, mass destruction, it's easy to kill. When you got a whole bunch of people living living in one one uh one area, so these people stay alive, and these people we knock off. And the same thing is going on in Baltimore. I'm gonna play this insert about what's going on in Baltimore, man. And, and, my, and my whole objective for the show is, is to get people to understand something. When I say I quit on God, what I mean is with all these things going around. All these calamities. I begin. What I begin to do is I begin to say, you know what, God? I'm going to give this thing to you. Because there's nothing I can do about it but move according to your will. I just say sit there and pray, and that's it. Because a lot of folks think, I'm just going to print. No, sometimes, most of the time, when you pray, after you get off your knees, now you got to go and activate and walk that thing out. Anytime in, in the Bible, before people began to, to go to war or to fight, even the wall of Jericho, they fasted and they prayed first. And then they got up and they moved. 
And because of their movement, they were able to bring down walls, pull down strongholds. Anytime you have something going on in your life, in your community, that seems to be unbearable, instead of retaliating and, and, and throwing bottles and burning up your own neighborhoods and stores and, and, and you turn around and now you're mad because you got to go 40 miles out to, to go get a, a, a gallon of milk. You give that thing to God. And say like I told, I told God, I quit. This on you, man. You got to move on this thing. Because it's too big for me. This is going to take a mighty move of God. And what I'm telling you, as a community, as a family, and in the body of Christ, whether you believe or not, the rest is sure. You're going to have to pull yourself together. Begin to stand on one accord. Begin to plan strategically. Prepare strategically and then move strategically because you're facing something that, that I don't think anybody's ready for. But you got to get ready. And you can't keep going to church and shouting and hollering and screaming, crying on Sunday and, and back to work and see on Monday. That ain't, that ain't of God. That's not the living God. God didn't give you the spirit of fear. So I don't know what you're praying to, what you're crying to, but that's a waste, waste of your time. Because in that church, if you go to a church like that and you and you walk out the same way you came in there, God went in that church. I'm telling you now. Begin to group yourselves, man. Coming together as one. Meeting on a regular basis. In secret. Praying in secret. Putting your dollars together. Create a, a, a community store where you grow your own herbs and, and, and fruits and or vegetables and sell them to the community. You own and control that store in that community. I know a lot of sisters who, who, who make purses and clothes and, and jewelry and sisters. No excuse, man. Begin creating your own stuff. Buying from each other. Wearing your own product. Storms hit. Ain't no truck gonna pull up in no urban community with water, with food. They gonna come with tanks and guns to load you up and to haul you off to, 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 to some concentration camp. And this, this, this is not a, not, not a, a, a message of fear. Because, because again, God never gave you a spirit of fear. God gave Joseph a dream. Joseph shared that dream. And that dream came into fruition. But because God gave Joseph a dream, what did Joseph do? They began to prepare for that calamity. And black folks, you're not preparing. You're so busy watching BET and every month they got a new award show. Dancing and cutting the food, acting the food. Are you wilding out, turned up, 
and they're giving you more and more as much entertainment as you can bear. All the while, all the while preparing for your demise, and you don't even see it coming because all your leaders they packed up, they've gone to high ground. going on uh, in Baltimore with the neighborhoods and the city that sends into crisis, uh, dealing with the drug uh, uh, epidemic. In the cities, dealing with Baltimore, they are facing an, 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 a major crisis by dealing with opioids. So amazing that, um, again, when, whenever this government needs more money, the first thing they do is they bring that dope game into the black community. Whether you want to believe it or not, again, look it up. Back in the 80s, uh, I'm gonna give a, a quick scenario. Back in the 80s, with, with the um, with the contras, uh, back then the government wanted wanted money to um, fight the war. And um, and um, I think it was back then in, in Iraq, or the Gulf, the, I'm sorry, the Gulf War, and Congress uh, voted not to give any funds, any more funds that is, uh, to this. Uh, situation to the war and what what ended up happening because of that is they then implemented um, crack cocaine which all this stuff was developed um, in the third world countries and uh, I want to say Peru they they had a scientist who cracked cocaine and they tried it out in Peru first just to see what would happen and lo and behold, you had you had uh, the wealthy people uh, in Peru uh, strung out on this drug, man, and, and people were killing themselves. So uh, they 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 
found out that it would work. They brought it over to, to the uh, states and, and, and they pushed it first in New York City. And, you know, as in California, along with, with, the, with the drugs, they um, um, had guns. They said that they, they woke up one morning, I think it was 1984. They woke up in Oakland and there was on the train tracks a train full of guns and ammunition just sitting there. And now you have the drug war and the gangs fighting uh, at an alarming rate uh, during that, that time with the crack, can- crack cocaine epidemic. And this funded the war, people. This funded the war. Nobody went to jail. Matter of fact, Oliver North, the uh, general, whatever he was, uh, he, he, he was he, he was almost a model in the whole thing. All supported by the, the president at that time, Ronald Reagan, and then George Bush, senior. And now you got this opioid going around uh, all over, big in Atlanta, huge in Atlanta. Matter of fact, just yesterday they found two young boys in, in rural uh, suburbia, uh, blocks away, that bought bought the drug from somebody, and, and, and ended up. And what happened, it ended up that these two boys bought the drug from the same drug dealer. And now they're both dead. They're both dead from, from this drug. And what am I ashamed that is? This is a wicked, wicked world we live in, man. And what we have to do, man, we, we have to first begin to get our house in order. I know people talk about United and becoming this one, and, and, and uh, you know, it was a tragedy that happened uh, in Paris. I think it was in Paris, that bombing that killed 22 people and injured, you know, hundreds more. And uh, what am I ashamed that was? But w- w- the bigger shame is, why does it always take death and destruction and terror to bring people together? Then you can't see color. Over and over and over, you're seeing these evil deeds being done. And you, 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 you write a song about it. You hold your hand saying kumbaya. And months later, you go right back to that foolishness of racism, separatism, division. I'm a Republican. I'm a Democrat. So amazing. That's why I say people, people don't know God. Because if you knew the living God, you would be trying to act accordingly and godly. And folks don't do godly things until they, they, they face horrific things. That's out of God, people. That's out of fear. That is the biggest thing on this planet that is holding us back. Fear of the unknown. Listen, my time is up, man. And I thank you all for tuning in. And I do want to apologize for the, the continued interruptions. I don't know, I don't know where that, that commercial keeps popping in. And um, but even so, I think we got the message across of what we want to say. And as we always say in parting, to love yourselves, get to know yourselves, and to know yourselves comes up, start spending time with God. Love you, and we'll see you real soon. Peace and God, God bless.
Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.